The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Paula Vale here, and this is the For the Love of Reiki show, and I am... Thrilled to share with everyone, I am joining you today from Cabo San Lucas, from the beautiful Holy Dance Family and Coffee Cafe. It's the best cappuccino in Cabo. So, hello from Mexico, and I have an amazing guest today, Carol Olivia Adams, and we are going to be talking about the Nine Awakenings Carol is the author of The Awakening of Friendship. It's just a beautiful book, a beautiful book. She is an inspirational writer, radio host, and intuitive counselor. She has coached numerous clients over the years and just has so much wisdom and and inspiration and caring for us. So first off, Carol, I would like to say thank you so much and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And let's let's begin. Uh, please share, if you'd like, any of your background and perhaps what prompted you to write this beautiful book. And then we'll go into telling our listeners what those nine awakenings are. Okay. Um. I think everything in life is a lot of links, so sometimes we don't really know consciously why we're led into something, you know. Um, but I certainly, uh, a few, I guess, uh, stimuli was the, um, the movie, The Soloist, where, um, and it was, it's based on a true story about a musician who actually, who lived on the streets and um, was written by uh, an L.A. reporter. Um, and uh, the friendship that was created between the musician and somebody wanted to care for him. And I still remember one of the uh, segments of the movie where um, Robert Downey Jr. brought Jamie Foxx into a, uh, a health center, and uh, the health practitioner said to him, basically, you know, we've seen many people all the time, we've labeled them, uh, all the time, such as psychotic, whatever you want to put manic depressive, et cetera, et cetera. But the one thing that seems to be the most important, most important connection or most important ingredient for uh, good health is actually a good friend. So that uh, sparked in me something to remember, uh, yes. as well as uh, when I was growing up, I, my parents died when I was young. 
So the blood ties were no longer in existence. But friendships became a very important to me and the creation, the creative process of friendship, yes. the human principles, because I feel friendship is sometimes a higher calling than uh, a blood tie because you're creating it, you're moving it, you're, you're engaging with it uh, moment to moment. There's no such thing as a loyalty concept. It's more the, um, it's really more the uh, energy of two human beings and how they want to grow with each other as human beings. And exactly. I would say that's a couple of the ingredients for yes. Oh, beautiful. Oh, exactly. You're, that's so true because a friendship, we build that friendship. We make that friendship. Yes, it's building blocks, you know, without any uh, outside influence such as a loyalty. Sometimes we can become, there's nothing wrong with loyalty, but sometimes loyalty can be overplayed out, so to speak. You know, loyalty to a family member that we might not necessarily want to be loyal to. Um, the other influence, and I'll just say the briefly, was certainly my clients. And I hopefully, um, they learned from me as certainly as I learned from them. And I also realized that as a, an intuitive counselor, that most of the, one of the most important ingredients <laughs> was a good friend. Um, somebody that they can sincerely talk to, their most intimate stories, insecurities, their precious hopes, um, but in a very gentle way. Yes. And I realized that, a good, again, a good friend can be very, very healing uh, to, uh, to everybody, you know, yes. no matter what the situation is. Yes. And in the book, you talk about the nine awakenings, and every one of these is just powerful and beautiful. So let's begin, Carol, with that first awakening. Tell us about that, the wisdom of patience. Well, wisdom, um, I'll give you, uh, you and your listeners, a brief quote. It's a Chinese proverb. With time and patience, the mulberry leaf becomes a silk gown. And um, I think uh, patience, to me, is very, very precious because it's really acknowledging the way life is, the wisdom of life. The, uh, the plant will grow on its own accord. We can't push it. We water it. We give it good sunlight. We give it the sacred land, the soil. But if we give it too much water, it won't grow. So I always try to, I guess I'm very linked with the elements and the um, nurturing or just the elements of nature, how it works, because I, I really do feel we're all part of the infinite wisdom of the Creator. And um, the patience to me allows us to see more that is in front of us rather than uh, rushing off to something then, you know? Um, yes. George O'Keefe has a beautiful quote. Um, Nobody sees a flower. Really, it is so small. We haven't time. And to see takes time. Like to have a friend takes time. So, it's again, it's going back to the now, because I think patience deals more with the now, the present. It uh, maintains certainly an aura, we'll say, of peacefulness. Uh, despite, I write in here, a windy storm, it's persistent. It usually has a foreseen purpose. It recognizes that life is constant change. Um, 
you know, and that nature will transform just as different friends will enter the different chapters of our lives. So patience to me is a beautiful, beautiful virtue because it's with the present moment and not um, creating any more camouflages. It's, it's not creating any more layers. It is exactly what that flower looks like. Yes. Yes. Oh, love that. I love that. Oh. And then let's step into, Carol, the presence of listening. That. I'll give the listeners a quote. A wise old owl sat on an old tree. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why aren't we like that old wise bird? Um, listening to me is very different than hearing. Uh, we can hear a lot. We're, I mean, we're walking around. Everything is some form of vibration of the sound. So we're always hearing uh, uh, things in life all around us. But a listening friend is giving us a lot of, certainly giving us attention. And we almost feel, if the word is honored, I don't know, it's a certainly, it's an honor exchange of hearts. I listen to you, you listen to me. There's a certain respect, you know? Yes. Um, it, it, it gives us the attention. Um, I write here, listening friends strengthens our inner security. Because we know that this person is, is just fairly interested in who we are. So even though we might not be conscious of it, it's also um, elevating our sense of security and who we are. You know, we have realized that there's a, a kind friend, to, I see, who nurtures our heart, like the opening petals of a blossoming flower. So uh, listening um, is also, to me, extremely, extremely important because it's acknowledging the presence of another human being, engaging with their heart, their thoughts, and, and showing a lot of honoring and respect. Yes. And that would yes. be the, the second uh, awakening. Yes. And, you know, I, I see that, you know, when someone loves us enough to really listen to us. Really, that's loving us as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to take that time to listen. I love that. And and then that comes into the third awakening, which I believe is is so huge for for human happiness and manifestation and and it's such a part of us is compassion Mm -hmm. tell us a a little bit about compassion Mm -hmm. well one quote i have in the uh in the the front of the third awakening compassion is compassion brings us to a stop and for a moment we rise above ourselves um to me compassion is um certainly is part of, of, of love, the element of love. But I think it's, it's even, uh, it's elevated to me. It's not necessarily, it certainly can be one-on-one, but it's also understanding or sympathizing, empathizing with the struggles of mankind. You know, and I was thinking about this, you know, we all um, hear news and how many people are unfortunately killed 
in wars. And I think what's happening and um, is that we're listening to numbers. We're listening to small 400 or 200 people. But we're not listening or listening to the heart of the people that have been killed. <laughs> you know, the human aspect of it. It's not so much the number. And if we listen more and more to the human aspect of it, we might just rise above it and just um, just obviously protest somehow, writing to our representative in whatever way possible, but just showing that we have compassion for other people. Um, one uh, sentence that I have is that I write in the book, Compassion Leaves All the Threads of Humanity. The more we believe that, that we are all one under the eyes of the Creator, the more we will intuitively extend our hearts to our neighbors, blood family, and our family of friends. Compassion builds many human networks. So it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful um, concept. And um, I think if we embraced it, and again, there are nine awakenings, and maybe we don't have to embrace all of them or resonate to all of them, but maybe one or two, whatever, wherever that soul takes us. And But compassion to me is a very, very high vibration. It's a high musical note. It's, um, it's a, maybe it's a violet color. You know, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's, there's no, nobody can dispute compassion and what it can do. Mankind. Yes. Oh, I agree. I agree, Carol. And and yes, compassion. I believe is one of the highest frequency emotions that we can we can have. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And then I guess uh, Paula, if you have a friend that shows a lot of compassion towards you, you know, if you're going through some form of, of struggle. Uh, you know, um, I would think that uh, if you feel that that friend is showing you compassion, I think that can create a, more of a um, heartfelt bond. Now, if that friend did not show you compassion, uh, I don't know, you might think twice about the friend. Yes, yes, yes. And, Carol, that then brings us to awakening number four, inner security and inner peace mm-hmm. and that is that says so much tell, tell us a little bit about that mm-hmm. well I'll start off with uh, an anonymous quote in the beginning uh, it says work like you don't need money live like you've never been hurt sing as if no one can hear you and dance like no one's watching I think um Inner security is, um, uh, is extremely difficult sometimes. Uh, uh, human principle to totally, totally <laughs> underline, yes. you know, embrace when we can feel inner, real inner security within our hearts and within in ourselves, especially if we're going through some trying experiences of life. Um, but I think it's, it is one, probably one of the, a great challenge because at the same time, the more secure uh, we have within ourselves, then um, I think it can also um, just we become more the I am, you know, the clarity of who we are. Yes. And also maybe security with um, the spiritual partnership of, of the creator, you know. And yeah. a secure friend 
can certainly enhance a healthy friendship because it becomes more open. You know, it's more cooperative, you know, rather than um, competitive. Yes. Um, you know, our eyes become much more wide open to exactly who we are, you know, in the present moment. Um, it's um, a secure friend will, you feel, will be with us rather than vacate us. You know, they'll, they'll tap into us because there's no fear of, again, competition or uh, no, there's just no fear of um, judgment or any form of intimidation. Inner security, and I have a swish next to this inner peace as well, because I think the more we become secure with our hearts, the more we actually become the much more peaceful with whom we are. And I think sometimes, I'm thinking of this today, um, sometimes when we go through major struggles of our journey, and we've all had something, or many, some of us have had many, uh, or pain, if we can surmount something that is a real, um, the face of an obstacle, we can actually become more secure with ourselves because uh, we're, we're, um, we're confronting it, we're learning how to deal with it, we're supporting ourselves, our heart, our body, our spirit, and we're going forward. And I think inner security, inner peace, it also relates to going forward with our path of life. Because the more we feel secure with who we are, then we're, we're not going to feel intimidated. If the word rejection doesn't belong with us, it's, in fact, I don't believe in the word. Um, it's simply maybe the door feels a little closed, but another door will open. Doors are always opening. So the more, again, we feel secure within ourselves, and the more we have a secure friend, it enhances more and more of the beautiful soul that we were gifted with. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. Because we have that peace and we're more secure, so that opens us up and gives us the courage to move ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And that takes us into the next awakening, Carol. <laughs> Courage. It just moves oh. into it, right, Paula? Which is yes. the honesty of courage. Yes. Um, and this is a quote by Nelson Mandela. I learned that courage is not the absence of fears, but the triumph over it. Uh, courage is um, it's, it's a very, very... Um, and here's another great quote by Takur. You can't cross the sea merely by standing and staring at the water. So courage is, um, when I see or feel courage, I see an arrow, um, and I also see maybe a red color, um, maybe a blue, maybe a violet, uh, different colors that are emanating from the, the, the voice every uh, or the vibration of courage and courage if we, is within ourselves and if we have a friend that's very courageous I think they can also help to whether they realize it or not uh, motivate us 
to people and pursuing our dreams because um, courage, and I call it the honesty of courage in the fifth awakening, because courage, when you somebody has courage about something, they really are going forward with a, a very deep belief that they, you know, that they have in their hearts, and 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 it's honest. It's not a fabrication. It's uh, it's not even a manipulation. It's coming straight from the heart, the voice of the heart, and it's an arrow, you know. Um, Mahatma Gandhi, there would be nothing to frighten you if you refuse to be afraid. So uh, I write, a, a brave friend forges ahead to reach the unthinkable. And each new gallop reveals more strength that would never have been imagined. A brave friend is here for us through our difficulty and will not walk away. He or she will remain in the friendship and face our reality without illusion. Courage amplifies, magnifies, and intensifies our reason being. So with that, um, maybe if we have a friend that doesn't yet gotten into that vibration of courage, for whatever reason, not to be negative, you know, just they haven't got into it. Uh, when we have a difficulty, they just might not know how to deal with it. They might know, not know how to even speak about it with us. They might just walk away because they just don't know how to confront or to embrace or to empathize or just to understand. Maybe the word is understand. They don't haven't yet reached that, that level of understanding so that they would rather walk away. So courage to me is, again, this arrow, red color, violet, whatever you, you know, that has a mind of its own, a heart of its own, and certainly a beautiful spirit of its own. And sometimes courage, um, uh, Paul and listeners, sometimes you have the experience that you do think something in life and you don't even know why. Yes. And I think sometimes it's the spirit that is, um, is really motivating you or is propelling you to do it um, without any reason. You know, it's a spirit. So I think sometimes courage can be linked to our, the beautiful spirit that we all created with as well. Yes, yes. And, you know, that's so true what you said. You know, courage doesn't mean the absence of fear because really I don't think any of us are without fear at some time but mm-hmm. courage is the triumph over that and our friends can help us with that people that care about us to triumph yeah. over our, our fears I think they can nurture you know the element of the human principle yes of courage yes yes because they're, they're feeding into it they're um whether we realize it or not, they're they're aligned with us, you know, like yes. our body, mind, and spirit. All their spirit is aligned with who we are, and um, I guess nurturing us, whether they again realize it or not, just their presence, their presence can help us to motivate, you know, our next step in our journeys. Yes, and I know for myself, it can be very healing just to have someone to share my fears with, someone mm-hmm. I can express those to and feel secure in expressing those fears to them. Well, that's also interesting, Paula. Um, 
And I'm sure your listeners are aware, you know, of the word fear. We all have uh, different degrees of fear and how to to combat the fears, you know. But I think sometimes when we combat a fear that seems monumental and we certainly are trying to combat it, then I think other fears that are not as monumental become easier for us. And really, I think another thing with fear is we live more and more in the present. You know, the present moment, like the smile that's in front of us, you know, looking at the petals, at the other color, look at just feeling it, touching its gentleness, softness. Um, then the fear might not be as uh, great because we're, we're living with that moment, the presence of that moment. And I think the presence of a moment is lighter. Um, it can become more joyful, more creative, for sure. And certainly, um, we're becoming much more, um, we recognize more and more all of the elements of life. So the more we recognize it, uh, I think also courage sometimes when people, you know, might not have that within us, the courage to surmount something. And again, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. We all have it. But sometimes when you don't feel success here, you know, and it's a matter of how to, to deal with and to really heal that, that fear that creates the shadow within our steps. Yes, yes. Oh, that's beautiful, Carol. That's beautiful. And we are going to pause for a couple moments for commercial. Uh, I am just loving this. And I do want to remind our listeners out there, please join us the third Saturday of every month in sending love Reiki prayer to the entire animal kingdom. Third Saturday of every month between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. in your own time zone. And together, and we can expand. We can send the love and Reiki and prayer to the planet, to the animals. And, you know, if we all join together and take a little bit of our time every month to do that, I, I would love to have everyone join us. So, Carol, we will be back in just a couple moments. And to our listeners out there, we will be right back. Thank you. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. 
Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And if you're just joining us, I am here today with Carol Olivia Adams. She is the author of The Awakening of Friendship. And we are discussing the nine awakenings which she discusses in her book and they're just beautiful words of inspiration and I'm just absolutely loving this Carol and we have discussed the first five and now we are going to go into number six the power of faith but I would like you to begin Carol with share with our listeners out there a little of your contact information or how they may order this amazing book. Oh, thanks, Paula. Uh, my contact information is, um, of course, my website, www.awakeningoffriendship.com. Uh, my email is carololivia7 at gmail.com. Uh, the listeners can uh, certainly uh, get a Feeling of my book as well on Amazon because you'll you'll see the uh, the chapters of the awakenings and and uh, some of the reviews as well as clicking on to the uh, introduction and it's available of course in, on Amazon Kindle Barnes and Noble so all the major uh, all the major outlets and if you want to email me or just send me a, a message on on the social media. Uh, under Carol Olivia. It's up to you. I love it. I love it. And I'm very excited to discuss uh, Awakening Number 6, Power of Faith, because, oh my gosh, that's that's so huge. It's it's just so beautiful. Please mm-hmm. please tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'll, um, I will read you and the listeners a quote in the very beginning. Uh, have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through no matter how your heart is grieving if you keep on believing the dream that you wish will come true the um relating to this as far as um how you no matter how your heart is grieving uh, sometimes it's not easy to always have uh, constant faith but I think um, maybe uh, a couple of things to remember, I'll pass it on to this, is that um, man has its own timing, and God has its own timing. 
Uh, God has its own, or the Creator, with the providence, whatever you want to choose. The, the divine force has its own way of timing the steps of lessons, etc. And of course, man has its own timing. And sometimes that ego in us uh, wants to have a certain event to happen right now, <laughs> um, yes. not yesterday, but right now, and because of that person, we think we deserve it right now, and certainly. Maybe we can think we can deserve it right now, but for whatever reason, again, going back to that plant, it's not growing right now because it doesn't have all the uh, the ingredients and, uh, that are working together. So I think one of the key factors for our own enlightenment, if that's what you want to call it, is simply to acknowledge that everything has its own timing in the creative world, and you can always go back to that plant. So uh, the more we do that, uh, I think um, it'll help us. Now, Martin Luther King, Jr., quote, faith is taking the first step even when you cannot see the whole staircase. So it's, um, it's really believing, you know, that... Um, Something certainly will happen, you know, um, and uh, I'll read a couple of sentences um, in my book on, on faith, and it's, um, you know, we recognize that life is a duality, a spiritual mixture of the shadow and the light. So it's not always the light. It's not always uh, the light that's going to uh, shine on us every day or every moment. Sometimes we need a little bit of that, um, the darkness to tap in so we can appreciate more the light and know what to do with the light rather than just being with it, but how to really, um, you know, appreciate it again and just to um, know which direction to go with. So I think um, faith honors each divine moment without any recall. It listens to both the spiritual world, the spirit world, and the physical world. Now, one aspect of faith could also be the synchronicity, because synchronicity is, is really a very old concept created or formulated by Carl Jung. And um, if we also embrace the signs that we get, synchronicity is acknowledging that Creator is giving us certain signs, and then uh, we certainly are uh, embracing faith with it because we are marching forward. So I think also a friend that has faith with us can create much more of a sense of security with ourselves. It's a very, um, it's a beautiful feeling to know that, you know, if I tell a friend that I'm going to, um, you know, become president of the United States, that that friend will have enough faith uh, in us, that they know that we can do it, or they'll certainly encourage us rather than walking away. So faith is extremely, extremely, you know, powerful. Uh, walk on a rainbow trail, walk on a trail of song, and all about you will be beauty. There is a way out of every dark mist over a rain rainbow trail. It's positive, positive energy. Despite maybe we're in a turbulent storm, we're always going to recognize that there's a rainbow behind the door that will open 
with uh, the, um, you know, with God's timing, with, again, the calendar in the spirit world, in God's world. Oh, I love that, and I, I love, you know, that's so important what you said with our faith. We don't know God's timing, and it's, you know, it can be easy to, when there's a goal or something we're after, and we don't get that when we want it, and we can lose faith, but by keeping faith, we're open to whatever God's timing is, and I believe mm-hmm. By staying open, God may send something we would never have even dreamed possible, even more fantastic than what we were, quote, wanting or looking for. That's tremendous. Yeah, that's beautiful, Paula. No, really, that's just beautiful what you just said. Um, Yeah, it's it's, um, trusting, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, more trusting that each, uh, each moment that is occurring to us, um, you know, that we're supposed to ride with it, you know, roll the pole, you know, yes. but to have you know, our inner trust with, um, with whatever, with the messages that God gives to us, yes. Oh, a- amen to that. Beautiful. Well, let's, let's now, Carol, jump into awakening number seven, the gift mm-hmm. of generosity. Um, here's a quote by Confucius. Yes. Give yes. a bowl of rice to a man, and you will feed him for a day. Teach him how to grow his own rice, and you will save his life. Uh, the gift of generosity um, uh, is extremely precious to me. Um, it has nothing to do with somebody that's giving us $200 for Christmas. Uh, it has to do with, is that person there for us when uh, their heart is open for us when, when we need them for a uh, situation or just simply being with us on, on, on any friendship level. It's, um, it's quite beautiful because it, it, I think the gift of generosity can also be intertwined with compassion, the essence of love. You know, it it uh, it comes from the heart. The person is there for us. It's not a necessary a cerebral process. It's a heartfelt process. Um, as Sahil Gibran, the prophet, you know, the author of the prophet, you give little. You give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. So it's nice, of course, to do generosity, you know, um, in, in, in charity, but I think it could even be more fulfilling if we were in that charity and participating. And um, a segment of the Seventh Awakening, I speak about children and how they give from their hearts. And um, I used to also substitute teach, and I would certainly um, notice them a lot. And they tend to certainly bond easier than adults. I thought they didn't hold on to grudges as much as adults, you know, as adults do. Because I think if you hold on to a grudge, you might be just more difficult to, to give from your heart. Yes. Um, they're not into as much role playing. You know, um, they come from much more of a pure heart. So the gift of, of generosity 
to me is, um, I need a little bit of sentence here. We open our hearts and give, like the river that continuously flows despite any protruding rocks along the way. A generous friend gives like the ripples of the water that infinitely flows. Yes, I love that. And it's so true with generosity, the place where it's coming from in our heart, if we're giving it with our heart, compared to, well, I'm required to donate this once a month. I mean, the place it comes from does make a huge difference for us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's, um, it's also for, you know, when people somehow inherit a lot of money, what do they do with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, do they buy 10 cars? Do they buy two houses? <laughs> you, know, yes. what, uh, you know, what do they do with their money? Uh, are they just yes. about people that are struggling? Maybe they could even start their own type of charity in that, you know, humanitarian uh, you know, organization. You know, what do they do with their money? I yes. think that's a big key to learn much more about that human being. Oh, I, oh, I so agree with that. I, I read something somewhere along the line. What you learn about a person, what they do with their money, mm-hmm. if you know, if they're given a lot of money, what they choose to do with it really tells you a lot. That is so true. Yes. And now number eight, I love number eight because I've, I've always been a big believer my whole life. I was born a preemie baby and wasn't supposed to survive the night and whatever. So this is a big word in my heart. It has been my whole life. Number eight, gratitude. Tell us a little bit about that awakening. Um, here's a, a proverb, a, a quote. Count your blessings instead of your causes. Count your gains instead of your losses. Count your joys instead of your woes. Count your friends instead of your foes. Count your health instead of your wealth. Love your friends as much as yourself. Um, I think gratitude is uh, extremely precious, and sometimes it's uh, difficult to embrace it or to really uh, get into the whole concept of it, you know? In other words, things can happen to us, and then we just move on to the next experience without being grateful for that, that whatever was given to us at that moment, you know, to be, to be uh, very grateful for the, for the experience of it. Um, um, I love this quote um, let us be grateful to the people who make us happy and they are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom the um, I think a grateful a person that really connects to gratitude I had a client who was grateful for really so much and she certainly taught me because she would use the word gratitude a lot um and it doesn't have to be a large thing. It could be certainly a simple thing. You know, a bouquet of flowers that somebody sent to you, to me, is a large thing. Uh, there's a beauty to it. You know, it encompasses your experience, uh, all of it you had. Uh, because at a young age, you couldn't help but always remember that. It became very conditioned in you. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's certainly a being with the moment, totally being with the moment, and recognizing that this can be a contributing factor to our own well-being and to wisdom 
and uh, and certainly uh, for us to become much more of a whole being. We don't have gratitude, you know. We'll just keep uh, the ego. Be, sometimes can be too big, yes. and uh, because we're not encompassing the you know the simplicities of, of whatever we're giving today. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. And let's go in to number nine, Carol. It is the essence of love. Isn't that beautiful? Please, mm-hmm. let's, let's share a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is by Mother Teresa, a quote that I have in the beginning of the chapter. Open your heart to the love God instills. God loves you tenderly. What he gives you is not to be kept under lock and key, but to be shared. Um, love, or the essence of love, is, um, is very, it's an, uh, it's very similar also to Cahill Gibran, again, the author of The Prophet. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. And that's why I call this chapter the essence of love. There is no manipulation. There is no ego. There is no uh, thinking of a reward coming back. It totally comes from uh, our well-being, well-being, you know, from the heart. And um, without seeking, um, you know, any points as a result of it. It is, I think, of course, a very, very high vibration, vibration. I write it as a beam of light that shines throughout our entire spirit. Love is a natural and powerful energy, much more than words can ever describe. A loving friend nurtures us in a way that helps us to unfold and expand with the many layers of, of friendship. Uh, a loving friend to me can lift up our spirit. You know, a loving friend is just, it's hard maybe to explain it in words because it is so precious. It's um, because it, I think it's just such a high vibration. Yes, <laughs> I think that's yes. one of the lessons that we ought to learn on this planet before we go to uh, another space for a heart, you know, heart, body, body and spirit. Yes, um, yes. And I think a loving heart is always young because if it's old, it carries yes. stuff, you know, baggage. Uh, yes. It carries too much weight. The younger the heart is, uh, just like children, you know, the purer it is, you know, to extend itself to another yes. human yes. being and certainly in friendship. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. And... um you talk about how each awakening heals. Share a little mm-hmm. bit about that with us. Well, I think, um, for instance, listening, you know, the presence of listening is an example of the second awakening. I think that can certainly heal somebody because, uh, as an example, if somebody is listening to us, um, I think it can get rid of some of our toxins because now we know that we have somebody that really does, does want to connect to us in a very pure way because listening is pure. Uh, it's the art to be listening, you know? 
Um, so I think it can also be a very healing, a very, very healing in friendship. I think compassion is so beautiful. I think that can be very healing in friendship because we know that that person really feels uh, as much as, as they are capable of the depth of what we are going through and we can feel maybe more of a lightness. We know that there's another human being out there, you know, not to depend on, but simply to uh, embrace the caress, whatever you want to say, with our own journey. Um, essence of love, of course, can be healing because it's, um, it's hard to explain what love is. You know, I, I think there's so many different levels of it. But if we know we have a loving friend, um, we know that they're, that they're not going to intimidate whatever we're doing in our journey. Yes. You know, they're accepting us. And that's very healing. <clears throat> very healing. Yes. That, having that loving friend and knowing that we have compassion from them and that we can be at peace with them, we can share our fears with them. I mean, all of these things, what, what we can gain you know, when we have friends and we have these awakenings ourselves, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it connects us to more and more mankind, uh, Paula. Yes. You know, it's, um, it's we're recognizing more and more, uh, I call it the universal tapestry of mankind. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're engaging with the human experience of friendship with as little fears as possible. Some people, if you notice, don't have too many friends, and there's reasons behind it. Maybe they don't want to open up their hearts. You know, but a good friend, a good friend to me is a prescribed medication. <laughs> yes. A spiritual medication. A good friend medicates our soul. A good friend helps us to... Um, it quickly nurtures us so that yes. whatever, you know, heavy stuff we have in our past, I think it can also heal us, help to heal us in a very human way. Yes, yes. Now, Carol, we're down to just a few more minutes of the show. Is there anything you'd like to share? And also, is there any words of advice for someone out there that would really like to work on having stronger and more beautiful loving friendships but maybe a little afraid you know or or not know how to do that any any words of recommendation on that um i would say try as much as possible to um uh, to delve into your heart i had one client uh you know a doctor and she said she never knew what the word friendship meant because she was always studying medical books. Sometimes, you know, uh, that can easily happen. So she didn't know what friends were. She had no concept. So I would say if you feel you've been extremely cerebral in life, try to shift that energy to the heart because everything is balanced, duality. You know, uh, tap into your heart as much as possible with no fears of intimidation. Because anybody out there that is going to, um, quote, intimidate you or throw negative vibes, that person doesn't belong in your life anyway. You're seeking loving uh, human beings 
uh, whether it's one, two, it doesn't, the number doesn't matter. It's the vibration that is that resonates to to you, to your heart. Oh, beautiful. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful, Carol. I love that. I love that. And you know, beautiful friendships can can be with us our whole life. You know, we can create such relationships. Yeah, and it's quite beautiful. Yeah. It's a real connection. Mm-hmm. You and know, we, and, and you know what I mean? They're a real connection. Yes, um, and we can... You'll know you, different parts of our lives and have different friends. Exactly, exactly. And these nine awakenings, we can... We can use this in our everyday life with every relationship, our working relationships, our family. They're just, they're all really beautiful pieces. And, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I thought of that as well. I even saw it in the, um, in a physician, the physician, patient. Mm-hmm. If the physician doesn't listen to the patient, how is he, go- he or she going to give the correct diagnosis or medication? Yes. You know, if, yes. if they don't have patience with the patient, you know, with the patient, how are they going to possibly understand exactly what's going on? How are they going to understand that even if they don't have compassion? You know, some doctors like to show their heart, their emotions. But I think if you walk into an office and you feel that this doctor is going to be compassionate towards you, I think you might open up more and tell exactly what's going on instead of being fearful of, of, of saying anything, you know? Exactly. But these yes. nine awakenings can also, uh, in the healing process, into a health issue. It certainly can be with a teacher-child issue, you know, I, in oh. any type of um, personality dynamic. I love it. Oh, Carol, I love it. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm afraid we're out of time. This, this show has flown by. It's been a beautiful show. I want to thank you so much, Carol. Oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you. You're so welcome. And to our listeners out there, thank you for joining us today. And love, hugs, and blessings from Holy Dance Cafe in Cabo San Lucas. I will chat with you next week, everyone. Have a beautiful day or evening, wherever you're at around the world. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.